Welcome to Live Sense 8. I'm Sheila Applegate. And I'm Zach Hansen. And a special shout out to Justin Applegate for the composition of the Live Sense 8 podcast music. In this podcast, we dive deep into the concepts of consciousness and other interesting trivia in the Netflix original series, Sense8. We're doing an episode-by-episode exploration of how we can live a Sense8 life, and we're also talking with cast and crew and team members of Sense8 to hear the experience from their perspective. Enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Marisa Dranchak, Conscious Life Coach. Discover how vibrant life can be. You can find out more about Marisa at myconsciouslifecoach.com. And Divine Phoenix Books. Books with a purpose for a positive change. Check out Divine Phoenix Books at divinephoenixbooks.com. In this section, we talk about what's going on in the world of Sense8 and all of us who live the Sense8 way. Martin Earhart has released a new trailer for the documentary that he is working on. Amazing. And he continues to ask for your support in content for the documentary. Please find him on Twitter or Facebook to support the documentary process. The Sensorium app has now reached over 2,000 registered Sense8s, and about 10% of them have been joined with their exact birthday clusters. As of now, the Sense8s can only register and join clusters in the background, but they are working on a chat feature that will allow you to share moments with your cluster members. This chat feature should be released sometime very soon. Also on the roadmap for the Sense8 app is an archipelago section, which will be like the one in the show that will allow Sense8s to meet Senses from other clusters. That sounds like a lot of fun. This group is also planning an annual Sense8 meeting, and they will share more details with us through Live Sense8 soon. There are many ways for you to be listening to Live Sense8. It's on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, nearly every venue that you could listen to a podcast. It is available. However, for this episode, it is imperative that you go to the livesense8.com website and look at our write-up because we have two incredible guests here today. The Fairies, who are also well-known artists, and they have shared incredible photos, both of their work and lots of behind-the-scenes pictures from Sense8 that have not been shared before, and you will hear an announcement of something that they are premiering with us, 
We are so honored for all that they are sharing both here with us today, verbally and also visually. So be sure to visit livesensate.com if you are listening to this from a different venue this time. All right, Sensate fans, in this episode, I am excited, very, very excited. The fairies are in the house. We are pumped to have Tino Rodriguez, a.k.a. The Green Fairy, and Virgo Pariso, a.k.a. The Purple Fairy, with us today. Tino and Virgo are living the Sensate life through their incredible gifts, really incredible gifts, in art, both highly regarded painters. Beginning with Tino and drawing from the artist statement on his website, Tino's work is his search for a spiritual philosophy that transcends simple duality, reflecting a syncretic universe in which all is integrated. Tino earned his Master's of Fine Arts from the University of Albuquerque, New Mexico, and he has private collections showing at San Jose Museum of Art, Crocker Art Museum in Sacramento, California, Nevada Museum of Art in Reno, Nevada. Tino was also recently chosen as the Artist of the Year for the Hollywood Forever Day of the Dead celebration. And Virgo, drawing from his artist statement, paradise, metamorphoses, and hybridisms are reoccurring themes that appear throughout the worlds of Virgo's paintings. These scenes mainly focus on the connection between nature and humankind a connection that awakens sensations, enlightenment, and spirituality, transforming its inhabitants into nature itself. Virgo studied at the Academy of the Art College in San Francisco, California, UC Berkeley, University of Hawaii, and the Naha Art Center in Japan. With numerous solo exhibits in San Francisco, California, Los Angeles, California, Berlin, Germany, and Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome, Virgo and Tina. What's up, fairies? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you so much thank for having you. us. <laughs> yeah, thanks for inviting us. We're, we're very thrilled and very, very honored, honored and honored yeah, so to be part we. of these. <laughs> <laughs> we're really, really excited to have you here with us. When I, I was telling Tino earlier, when I tweeted out the excitement that we had just got this guest on our show. I said, <laughs> guess who's coming, going to be on our show? And there was so much excitement in my tweet that everybody thought it was Lana. But to me, oh, you, know, you, guys, <laughs> you guys rank oh. right up there to me because you oh. are amazing souls on earth. And uh, our podcast so is all about living the sensate life. And you guys have been living it before. Before Sense8 was born at It's true, yes. In fact, Sense8 was created while we knew Lana, and we find each other very exciting because we we find the same ideas on each other's work and excitement, and the messages we get from her movies, from from their work, they get from our work, and it's, you know, a mutual Admiration. Admiration. Yeah. How exciting is, is that? Very to exciting. Come together? Yeah. 
You can tell the fans that we're Lana approved. <laughs> That's a good thing to be. That is an awesome. Oh thing yes, to I be. know, right? <laughs> right. Oh and Lana no is <laughs> Lana is Tino in Virgo approved, which is equally as awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Also, also Karen, because Karen, uh, we think right. of we think of Lana and Karen as one team. Like we, Virgo and I are a team too. Well, so you know, when we 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 talk about Lana, is always Karen too. Karen and Lana are like a powered female team. It's so beautiful. Yes, yes. I agree. And when you were mentioning that collaboration, respect. That's what I was thinking because you're both such powerful collaborative partners in consciousness, mm. and then you come together as four. And like, how incredible is that when you're sharing? Yeah, it, it's yeah. a wonderful uh, created a, a third artist which didn't exist before us meeting, and it's really I think you know with collaborative uh, you know projects, it's really exciting because you create something outside of yourself. Because when you are a solo creator, it's exciting and wonderful. But when you come together with other people, it's actually maybe double exciting. Yeah. Yeah, for double sure. Double the excitement because you're creating something very unique that you wouldn't have created on your own. And so it takes a new life. Yeah. Not a new life works. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it's uh, equally exciting of creating your own work, you know, and especially working with Virgo, who's an amazing artist and has such a great his skills are amazing and his technique uh, for painting is like so unique and so like flawless and well you've seen the painting so <laughs> I'm, I'm at, I'm at well, all I, to, I, to work with Virgo likewise uh, discovering Tino in my life was you know probably the actually the most uh, exciting moment because I, I feel like I, I found my my soulmate, and we, the way we inspire each other, I mean, seeing his work, it just blew me away, and getting to meet him, and, and him being excited as well about my work, equally excited, and then collaborating together, it's just the most amazing thing, you know, mm -hmm. it, it is like doubling up the power, and just, the pieces are are you know very, they're very successful I think and people get you know very excited about them and show a lot of love for them uh, like like you had told us earlier and yeah. that, we find that really we're very grateful for that and find that very exciting that, that we yeah. can convey special messages. That that one piece you mentioned the uh, mystical flower mm -hmm. that was our very first collaboration uh, two years after we met we decided to work together. And that was our very first painting that we did together. And we were like pretty blown away afterwards. We were like, oh my God, you know, yeah. we work really well together. So it was really a, a great surprise. We were really excited to have worked together and that we, we came out with this painting. So Yeah, that was incredible. And for all the listeners, I was looking first at Tino's website and getting just ripples of incredible energy from all of the paintings. And then I moved over to yours, Virgo. And um, same thing. I mean, just this, this explosion of beauty. And then I went to the one partly because it's it's an image that I see in the meditations I do. And so I, I clicked wow. on that one and then I noticed it was a collaboration. And then I thought to myself, I wonder if I can 
pick out another collaboration. Like, is the energy different than these other paintings? And I clicked on the next one, and it was a collaboration. So I, wow. you can tell the difference. Like, I mean, each of you individually are amazing. And then equally amazing, but of a different frequency is your collaborations, you know? And then as you were talking, I was thinking, but even with your years of being together, I'm sure your individual pieces have expanded just by being in that soulmate connection. I mean, it just has to happen, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Definitely. I mean, we really inspire each other. And we, I feel that we give power to each other, creative power. Yeah, we inform each other's work, too. So, um, and I also feel like Destiny brought us together to create this third artist. And mm-hmm. these really powerful pieces to share with the world, to share beauty and love and consciousness with the world, yeah. which in the way that we can. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think that's beautiful. It actually goes along the lines of your theory of what you portray in your artwork, too, about merging or having different aspects of the human being, right? And so you have these two become one. But you two, in, in I believe it's yeah. Virgo's theory, are at least two a piece, yeah. right? Your spirit and your soul, yeah. your twin yeah. soul, right? Yeah. So it's really this huge powerhouse of energy coming together. It was beautifully said how you put that together. I, I really appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, and also each in, each different collaboration has a different, uh, it becomes like a different realm. It has different energy. You mm-hmm. know? If you look at, it, for instance, a mystical flower, and then you see another collaboration uh, titled Green Memories, the children in a garden. Uh-huh. Each one of them is so different, you know, and then so diverse. And it's just also the, the, the way it's perceived and painted. It just it speaks like another language. It's really exciting, you know. Yeah, I feel our paintings are like portals to other worlds, other universes. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they trans, you know, trans, they transcend. Take, they transcend you, yeah, uh, to another level of consciousness. Uh, if you are in the same wavelength, yeah, um, not everybody is. Not everyone. Uh, yeah. Not everybody appreciates art, but those who do, like you two, uh, it it makes us very happy that it it works with certain people, yeah. and that it helps people achieve beauty and, and love and passion in their life to expand their minds and to see beyond reality, other realms of beauty, or see more of reality. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Exactly. More of reality. The reality that a lot, that a lot of people do not are, are not aware of. Right. Uh, and not everybody is connected, but who us are. And it's yeah. Thing. I mean, we live in such a highly materialistic society. You know, everything is so fast. Like, you know, every day I wake up in my life and I say, I'm going to slow down even more today because <laughs> I want to enjoy every minute. I'm mm-hmm. not in a rush to get anywhere because. I know that at the end, I'm going to cross the same portal as everyone will. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not in a rush to get anywhere. I'm not in a rush to make more paintings. I'm not in a rush to travel more. I'm only enjoying every day as he comes. And uh, that's that's what I want my paintings to feel that way, too. I want people to, to pause and to stop, you know. And I think that's why I love painting so much, because... They don't move. 
they're there for you to like really to pause and think, you know, like what's happening here and to maybe to daydream or to allow you to uh, maybe a minute of escape from this reality, uh, the the material reality in which we are so caught up in and uh, for you to escape and and transcend maybe just the physical world for a moment and to say, oh, wow, this is fantastic, you know, or I'm moved by these or this is magical, things like that. And also because painting allows you to go places that you have on, in the material world, you don't have access to this place. Mm-hmm. And it's so wonderful to say, look, there's this window and you can, and you can look out this window and then you can also, uh, visit these places that I've visited, you know, uh, in my mind and my soul and my heart. So it's, it's exciting and, it is. and cha- very cha- it's very challenging to, you know, because you have to remember that everything in our society kind of like it's gearing towards, uh, maybe consumerism right. uh, everything is about buying, uh, you know, keeping people, um, distracting them by selling them things. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of yeah, like Virgo saying, what's trending right now? It's and, and as opposed to what I am interested in right now. What do I? Why do I want to contribute to the world? What do I want to you know be inspired by uh, outside of uh, what's trending? You know, so really to think for yourself. Yes, it takes it takes a lot of uh, uh, concentration to stay focused and to make art that. Uh, the kind of art that you want to, to do, you know, because not everyone has the capacity to right. stay and focused and to say, I'm going to, I'm going to just stay in this path and I don't care what's trending. Yeah. I don't care what's cool. I don't care what, you know, sells and et cetera. I'm going to make the kind of art that I dreamed of, that the kind of art that I would like to see, you know, uh, like when I'm, when I'm on my deathbed, I'm, I want to be there and think I did exactly what I wanted to do and I never compromised my vision. And that's exactly how I would like to feel at the end, you know? Yeah. And it takes, I would say it yeah. takes a lot of courage to do that too. And that's one of the huge oh, themes yeah. at the beginning of Sensei. Just, you got to be courageous to be authentic. Yeah. Yes, and exactly. you're doing just that. Well, if you if you think about the Wachowski's uh, projects, like, you know, the, 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 there's, uh, there's this uh, line that runs along all these, uh, there's a theme that runs along all their movies, you know, if mm-hmm. you watch, for instance, The Matrix, Cloud Atlas, Speed Racer, and Jupiter even Jupiter Ascending 2, and, uh, and then these Sense8, there's this one storyline that, that runs along and that says, you know, stick to what you believe in, uh, do not compromise your vision, do not compromise Right. Your politics do not compromise who you are because other others don't like you or others don't accept. You have to like fight for what you believe in, you know. And it's not always easy to try to fit in a world that has, from the beginning, uh, rejected you for whatever uh, stupid politics they might have, you know. Right. Um, and I think so. It's it's ex- it's it's really exciting to to be working with with Lana, and uh, at some point we also work with Lily. Uh, for mm-hmm. a couple of projects, and that was really exciting. But uh, lately with Lana, and it's so exciting to work with them because we feel like we're very connected and we totally understand uh, what they're doing, you know? Yes. I can see as you were speaking about that conviction that you have to have for your art and looking at Lana and 
the level that she's had to take the courage to, no matter what, um, hold to her art. You know, I can see that reflected in both of you. So, mm-hmm. um, so tell us, that, let, since we're moving towards Sense8, and I know all our listeners can't wait to hear some of the juicy Sense8 stuff, you know. <laughs> um, how did it come to be that you guys, so you were, you knew them, you've mentioned you knew them prior to Sense8. What was yeah. the inspiration? inspiration for you to become the fairies on Sense8? Well, I think that it was like a very organic uh, sort of uh, process because we've done, uh, you know, uh, the, the video, Epilepsy is Dancing, and then we work on uh, Jupiter Ascending. Oh, did you? Yeah, we did some design, and then we need some drawing for Jupiter Ascending. Okay. With the drawing. Well, I think uh, Lana, as part of the, the Sensate story, wanted to portray... She uh, wanted, I think she wanted to bring an element of otherworldly um, mm-hmm. creatures sort of thing. And we all are big fairy, fairy admirers, you know, beginning with the Victorian fairy paintings. And we talk about, like, fairy art. And we're big believers in fairyland. On otherness, really. I mean, in other, other, yeah, well, other universes, things that are exist in the fairy, fairyland stands for, yeah. like, other worlds, otherness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I think there's also a twist in the, the whole fairy, the world of fairy, you know, how, like, homosexuals are always referred to as fairies. So it's like a twist. Like, we're playing with the words, too, right. you know. And also with the green fairy, you know, the green fairy in the 19th century was the major uh, inspiration for a lot of the poets, including Rambo Verlaine and Osobo Delaire. They all love drinking absinthe, and they mm-hmm. call her the green fairy, la, la fevea. Uh-huh. So that was uh, the the choice drink of all the these uh, symbolist poets and and visual artists too. So there, it was like a little wink at, the, at those people that we love so much. And uh-huh. uh, I never really asked Lana, but I imagine this is what kind of brought it together. That she wanted to have an element of otherness in a world of uh, you know this material world in which everything is concrete. She wanted to bring in an element of like maybe magic realism into the picture, and mm-hmm. that. That's how the characters, I think, emerged. And to introduce uh, a new awareness, you know, as portrayed by, you know, the pot, you know, brownies. But it, right. the symbolism is to open people's hearts and open people's minds to uh, a more enlightened existence and a beautiful way of life and of thinking and feeling and respecting others. And, you know, as in the uh, in Ali, when... You know, uh, Nomi's mom uh, finally says, "Know me, right? <laughs> know me. I get to know me, the real me." You know, she was blind; she could not yeah. see right. her daughter, who she really was, and it was such a beautiful thing. That was. I, I also don't. I don't think it's just about obviously uh, Pat Brown is. It, it really. Know, it's a, it's a symbolism for something deeper and and more uh, meaningful than just eating something and becoming instantly converted or uh, uh, you know uh, becoming instantly um, turned into something that you are not. It, it takes a lot of introspection and and and, and work to get to that point. Yeah, but it's it's a it's a sim it's a symbol for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, I was thinking what you were saying earlier about that being like the gateway. But then when I really dove into your work and your paintings, 
And the realization that you knew each other beforehand, I was like, ah, she's weak. You know, she's like giving you guys kudos in there for doing that. Like, that's who you guys are. And she is the brownie to represent your art. (laughs) <laughs> we're not playing characters. People are like, oh, you... I'm like, no, that's pretty much who we are. We do. We create customs all the time to go to parties and to festivals and such. And, uh, you know, we love... I love making customs. Rigel loves making customs. I do it all the time just because I enjoy it so much. And when Lana said, you know, can you make your customs? And we're like, are you kidding? Yes. <laughs> well, she, of course she knew we could. Of course right. she knew we could. <laughs> For example, when, when, when we first uh, met Lana and Karen, our painting studio is like an art installation, the entire thing, but it's one that you walk into inside of instead of stand outside and look at it, you nice. walk into it. You mean your studio, Virgo? Well, mainly my studio. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Virgo's. Yeah, Virgo's studio is like a like an installation, a portal to another world. Right. Oh, I cool. think uh, it's like an art installation. And then you ask if we've uh, if we made our costumes. The answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We made our costumes from scratch, and uh, actually Virgo helped me with my headpiece. Thank you, Virgo. And you gave me a lot of art supplies too, because. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think most uh, most of the things I use for the headpiece are from Virgo's uh, Wonder Magic Studio. We're gonna Absolutely. post the pictures, and it's true because um, you do. I was impressed with the amount of detail when I saw the pictures up close. I yeah. mean, it's gorgeous. Of course, you're artists. <laughs> <laughs> so now sticking with Sense8 for a little bit here, were you, mm-hmm. you were in the first episode and then you were in the finale. Were you mm-hmm. on set with them throughout and involved in, tell us your involvement throughout and your experience, anything you want to share? Well, uh, it, 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 our art through our art, um, you know, Tino has two gorgeous paintings. Right. And I, uh, I have the paintings in season one, and you have them in season two. Yeah, and as well as uh, we also did three enormous paintings for the Positano for the holiday special. Uh, and uh, the, the honeymoon in which yeah. Kala gets married to Rajan. Oh, those are your paintings, too. Mm-hmm. Those okay. three large pieces in Positano, which... If you've never been to Positano, it's so beautiful. It's so magical. The light is incredible. So when they say we're filming here, I'm like, I don't blame you. I would too. <laughs> it's just gorgeous. So beautiful. Italy is just magical. I just love, you know, the light. It's so wonderful. But yeah, we, uh, I mean, um, you're talking about cameos. Our paintings, you know, my painting is in the first season. And uh, Lito's apartment in mm-hmm. his bedroom, of all places. <laughs> so uh, it was really cool because, you know, oftentimes I think my work is very intimate. And should, I always think, this looks good in a bedroom or right. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a place that is very, where you, where you actually have a moment of quiet and to be one-on-one with a piece. And when she put it in the bedroom, I'm like, this is like the perfect place. <laughs> <laughs> So I was really happy to see all these beautiful, like, sex scenes right in front of my painting. And I'm, of course, looking at everything and, and blushing, you know. <laughs> I'm so excited that I even seen flowers. And I'm like, oh, my God. So that was beautiful. 
That's awesome. And uh, Vir- Virgo's, Virgo's beautiful photograph comes in uh, season two, again in Lita's newly redecorated apartment because as you recall, the first one burned and right. along with all the art. So the second one, Virgo's photograph, which he has a story to tell you about that photograph. All right, let's oh, hear wow. the story. <laughs> Virgo, tell them. <laughs> so yeah, this uh, picture was very special. Uh, Tino and I... Uh, went to uh, to Mexico to Puerto Vallarta and had this it was for to celebrate both of our birthdays and it was sort of like a magical reawakening experience we were in this gorgeous place with uh, surrounded by nature and butterflies were migrating across the ocean and some of them were so exhausted they were falling on the beach and we rescued as many as we could and the ones that that didn't make it we uh, we saved them to to do uh, art and and photo shoots, and we did this incredible photo shoot, um, which actually killed my camera, <laughs> but it was so worth it because Lana ended up choosing this picture for Sensei, the one that appears in uh, Lito's Mexico City apartment. Um, so I was trying to get my, the reflection of my eyes on the water to create like uh, the passing to another dimension, the, the idea. Uh, but I got the camera a little bit too close, and it touched the bottom. And but all the pictures survived, which is what was you know the most important thing. So that was really great. And and also Tino's painting is the the one in Lito's bedroom. Oh what, yes. what introduced it's us true. to, to yeah. Lana and Karen? That painting introduced us to Lana. They saw this this show in in Berlin that we had a, a show titled Utopia of all names, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. Uh, they saw that painting and and they uh, that's why they 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 got to know us because of this painting in they, Berlin. They they were looking. The funny thing is that they were looking for um, a wonderful German art to commemorate and and to remember their their experience <laughs> there. And they, they they saw nothing that they liked. And then we, when they saw our paintings, they were like, "This is it. These are amazing." And so. They bought where, the where, they're like, where in Germany are these guys from? No, they're from San Francisco. <laughs> Close to home. <laughs> and after that, that's that's how they met. You know, they wanted to meet us, and we were delighted. We had no idea who they were, of course. Um, not until after we were working on on the um, epilepsy dancing video, we still didn't know who, who they were. Oh, or, really? uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't know Lana was Lana Wachowski. We only knew her as our friend Lana and Karen. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah eventually it was eventually, revealed. Yeah, they were like, "Oh my like, God, are you kidding?" You think <laughs> that? <laughs> but by then, we were super close friends, and we, you know, connected so beautifully, and you know, we're just well. It's better that way, if you ask me. I, yeah. I think it's nice. I mean, we 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 put so much importance on labels and what people do and who they are and such. It's better to just to know people like, you know, heart to heart type of thing rather than no, what is, what's your name? No, me. <laughs> know me, right? <laughs> yeah. It's better. It's better to get to know me. I think that's so a that perfect was, story. I yeah. love, I mean, it's just so synchronistic. Like you guys, we're meant to meet each other, you know, and yeah, definitely. That's beautiful. It's all very, very yeah. powerful. Very powerful. It's a, it's a lovely story too. Yeah. When they <laughs> when they tell us the story, I'm like, oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> so that's that's the story of Virgo's photograph. 
the the one photo shoot and and a, a camera drone. No more pictures for that <laughs> for that for that for that particular day. So and the painting that brought us to Lana and Karen and and uh, all this uh, amazing it, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, the camera yeah. was a good sacrifice for all that. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, was, yeah. was part of introducing this this new episode to to our existence, like a rebirth of sorts. And it's funny because a lot of people are like, "Oh, you Photoshop that thing," and it's like, "No, Virgo is like holding palm trees. Oh yeah, uh, wearing butterflies on his forehead. Everything is the there. flowers were floating. Everything, away. everything, to keep them around. Everything was actually in the in the photo shoot, and everything is like uh, things from around the neighborhood, like palm trees that they were being cut off and things that they were being discarded. Uh, we went around and grabbed everything that was discarded and used it for this beautiful photo shoot and everything is so gorgeous and we were thinking how the hell do they discard this beautiful thing it's like it's crazy <laughs> don't they see the art <laughs> right. yeah. wow that's beautiful and i'm glad you pointed out that it wasn't photoshopped uh oh no no because many people have asked oh my god is that photo-? no everything is there Everything yeah. is everything, everything is, is really there. Everything yeah. is really there. It's a real yeah. moment. <laughs> not not that I have anything with Photoshop. Oh, I use it. I use yeah. it for some stuff, but I not for not for this particular photograph. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a real moment, and everything there it was existing there at the moment. Yeah. Nothing was added. Also, it was Ber- Virgo's birthday, so we had been drinking margaritas. So. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with the founding of the camera. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Such a magical day. We had just been to the beach, and the little black turtles were being born. Yeah, oh, and I was I was trying to scare away the birds, trying to eat them. Yeah, <laughs> but the margaritas came afterwards. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't because of the margaritas. <laughs> I was just about to ask if you two were the inspiration for the birthday celebration <laughs> in Sense Eight. Well, actually, if you notice, <laughs> uh, actually, if you notice. Lito Rodriguez, uh, whose actor name is Tino El, El Caído. Tino El Caído. Uh, so it's like Tino Rodriguez. <laughs> and then so basically... <laughs> basically, <laughs> it's you guys. <laughs> There's a connection with Between those names. Those guys. Oh, and yeah. you want to know something really funny? The actor that plays Lito's boyfriend, Hernan, Hernando, I was born with my birthday. Virgo and him share the same birthday. August twenty eighth. Basically, uh, it's kind of like a representation of us in a way. I mean, among no. amongst many other well, things. Uh, but it's, it's all it's all of us. It's a collective. There's so there's like like you were saying. There's so many layers and, and um, hidden hidden levels and messages and yeah. layers. I think I think all the viewers probably will find something to connect with the character. Of course. And say, oh my god, I have so much in common with this character. If you look hard enough, you will find clues. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do agree that everyone will feel connected to all the characters, but I have to add that this morning. I had the thought or the inspiration. I was like, oh, Lido and Hernando are representation of these two. So I had that thought today. It didn't dawn on me till this morning, but I was like, I bet you that their relationship is really in that a lot. Because if you're hanging out with them and they know, and you have a beautiful relationship, and that is such a beautiful relationship. Um, Yeah, I mean... They're actually really nice people in, oh my God. in person, yeah. like in real life. 
literally, really sweet. Literally life changing. I mean, yeah. the, the richness of, of collaborating with such inspiring minds and hearts is mm -hmm. to, to feel that, or their energy is life changing completely. Yeah, definitely. And all the actors in the show, we got to know them really well. I Did you see the picture I sent you of all the uh, portraits we did of all of them? Yes, that's gorgeous. So, uh, for I think the second season, at the end of second season, Lana gifted all the main actors a portrait done by us, which oh, was wow. really cool. Yeah, it was it was so sweet, and she commissioned us to. Well, she, she and Karen commissioned us to do this portrait, and uh, and then uh, we we made them, and they give it to them in Italy because that's when they sh they shot the second season, mm -hmm. and they, they give it to them, and uh, apparently Brian Brian's painting particularly had uh, an interesting story. Brian and Max had like an interesting story happening. Uh, uh, Lana told us the story that Brian's but the, the grandmother couldn't sleep after the grandfather passed away. And apparently she had a dream that told her about a, a, a red cardinal will come in the winter. And then, and then when she saw that, then uh, she should know that he was in peace, uh, whatever he was. And then one day she had that dream and she told Brian that dream. And in Brian's painting, it's a snowscape and there's a red cardinal oh. in, in, in a wow. tree branch. And when he saw the paintings, he was like freaking out because he's like, "How do they know?" And I said, "We we, we didn't know. It just you know, it just <laughs> to make sense Things compositionally, you know." But he was like, he was very emotionally. Um, he was very emotional uh, when he got the painting, and also when Max saw that he's painting. Apparently, he was it his mother the cry and he cried. No, they cried at the same time it went from her face to her face yeah something like they that were, they, they were crying at the same time it was really sweet no oh. wow well i mean you guys are inspired i think that's so affirming for them but i mean the the pictures are gorgeous for all of them but how affirming to be that messenger through your art it was very uh wonderful to make these pieces each individual they're really small paintings five by seven so oh are they it was, okay yeah it was a lot of work to make these miniatures they're gorgeous callus callus painting has this um, a beautiful garden that she's in oh my god it's so beautiful and i, sp I spent hours and hours on that garden because i loved it nice. and then and then max's portrait has this car has been like it's on fire, and it was so exciting to paint something <laughs> that I would never paint. You know, I don't, I don't care much for technology or cars, especially <laughs> things like that. But this one was a challenge because I had to paint a car which was on fire. I know nothing <laughs> about that. So when I, when I painted, I was really proud of myself, and I thought, God, this actually, it's a very poetic uh, scene, you know. And I, I loved it. I didn't think I could pull it off, but I, I was very happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it was really wonderful. And also, I think our favorite portrait of them, I think maybe the one with Daryl Hannah, I think that was the mother goddess, the mother of life and death. I think that's one of my favorite portraits. What, what yeah. about yours? I, I love them all. Um, also Lito's. Yeah, Lito's. Lito's portrait is so beautiful. All the symbolism in there. And he was yeah. also super thankful. He sent us oh, he was, he was so happy. Thank so you. Cute. Yeah. Super excited. That he felt the love, you know, it was beautiful. Yeah. What an incredible gift for each one of them. 
I want one of those paintings for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very practical question, but it just made me think of it when you said that. Do you guys do prints of any of your work, or is it all originals? Uh, I say maybe it's, it's mostly it's, it's original. original. Yeah, that's we, what I th- we the closest, the past, the closest maybe, thing to prints is that I work with the with Pomegranate Communications, uh, which is pomegranate.com. Okay. They make posters of, of some of my paintings, and uh, we did a calendar last year, and uh, they did a, a, a jigsaw puzzle. Oh, cool. And, and like, card, card sets know, and individual card sets, cards. Yeah. So. yeah, but ba- basically it's all original. But no prints. Yeah. Uh, other than those things, there are, uh, you know, reproductions, no, no prints. Right. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, I, I felt like you didn't do prints, and I, I think that makes sense because, I don't know, your frequency is so strong. And I, I mean, I guess it's carrying over through the Internet, so I guess it could have carried over to a print. But I, I do like that they're, that they're originals. But at the same time, I think that's really cool. So if, if some of the listeners wanted to get some of those, is it Pomegranate, did you say, website? Yeah, pomegranate.com. Okay. And is there things still available? Like the calendar? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, oh, cool. calendar was for last, for last year, but they oh, have okay. everything in. Okay, cool. That's really yeah, neat. They do, they do beautiful reproductions, in fact. I have a lot. I have lots of those. Because uh, I use them to send to my family and friends for greetings. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because, yeah, because even if it's not, if you're not looking at the original, you get a pretty good idea oh, yeah. of, of the message in the image. I mean, I've... I've I've been introduced to most of my favorite art and through reproduction. Yeah, through books. You know, and, you know growing I mean, up, the images translate pretty well in books. These but days, when you know. go to the museum, oh, it's oh the, I'm not God. saying it's the same. Yeah. But it's nice, <laughs> yeah. nice to have yeah. the to live with those images yeah. in your house. Of course. Uh, and of course. I think it's great that people that cannot afford to either travel to to you know other countries or. Yeah. Or through own the originals. It's yeah. a really beautiful thing to have reproductions. I love it. Oh, that's, yeah. You know, that's one of the advantages of technology, that they make really great reproductions uh, of images right now. It's and really so, much, so many more people can be inspired by these images because they're in the Internet, they're everywhere, and they're accessible to anybody who really it's wants to true. see them. true, yeah. And I mean, they, they still are very powerful. We ourselves get very inspired by, by things. Yeah, I mean, if you see, uh, say, uh, Leonardo da Vinci on a book, you're still you're gonna, <laughs> you still get mystified by the mysterious essence of his work. And when you see it in person, you're blown away. But yeah, right. The energy, the energy right, 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 right in front like, of the oh, wow. <laughs> but it's still nice to have reproductions. I, I've, I have a, a library of art books. I mean, it's my precious. Uh, one of the things that I'm very proud of, my library of art books. You know, mm. I, I love like, art books. I, I look at them all the time. Yeah. For me, when I started looking at your artwork, holy cow, there was, it's definitely an experience to say the least. Um, I've, I've definitely had a few moments and the best thing I could possibly compare it to as far on an artistic level. So when I've listened to the band Tool, there is so much going on <laughs> in that particular music and how it's made and all that kind of stuff. But there was this transcendent feeling. And when I looked at your art, holy cow, like it, it is breathtaking 
it, it brought me, like we said, you know, with, with Sheila earlier, it's just, and it was, it was over the internet, right? So we have this technology now and the resolution is so fine. It is definitely better in person. I agree. But, um, you know, whether it's a video on YouTube and somebody's transmuting consciousness or it's a right. picture that you've imbued your energy into when a viewer like myself looks at that, I'm receiving more than what's on the painting. And holy cow, it is, it is breathtaking for sure. There was, I, um, I was trying to, the, I was trying to describe one of them that I saw to Sheila because I've never experienced this before for myself looking at a painting and there was I apologize I forgot which gallery it was on because I looked at a lot of your galleries at the same time but it was of a a man sitting under a tree and this man or it appeared to be a man anyway is just this glowing being and the rest like my attention was just brought to the glow on the form that was presented there. And it was almost, and I'm just giving my reflection, it was a, I don't want to take up too much time, but it's really cool, this transmutation that happened. So this, this man is glowing and almost, to me, seems to have a feminine edge to its yeah. body, but this body was just so gorgeous and it's surrounded by little, little, like a little fairy on a snail. It's just kind of looking like the, the rest of the environment was actually drawing you in to the brightness. But beyond the colors and the imagery, I felt what this being and what the environment was feeling. And I felt this being in the picture feeling so sensual and so beautiful and just commanding the attention of the environment, but it was like I was feeling what the being in the image was feeling as it was feeling so beautiful. So I was just like, what just happened? This is so incredible. Oh my, I had to go tell Sheila. So it was, I mean, you guys are just incredible. Thank you so much. I mean, when, when we receive this kind of appreciation for, for what we do, because we are equally passionate about what, what we do. I mean, and to be able to convey that to other people is one of the most incredible things. It feels so amazing and exciting to, you know. I think you're talking about Virgo's painting of a reclining man by the water, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, the okay, uh, the unfolding, <laughs> right? Uh, the all the, the, oh, the awakening, all oh, the awakening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But thank you so much. That, yeah. that, no, that, thank you, really. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it, means, it means a lot to us. I mean, to, to because, you know, sometimes uh, people, maybe they feel things, but maybe they're either shy to express or yeah. simply are not connected All in the same, in the same uh, sort of uh, level of, of energy. Or, or there maybe their hearts or mind, and minds are not open the same way as other people that can really receive these messages. I think I think a lot of people are very shy and they feel like whatever they might say about the art piece, it's not important or relevant because they're not training or they don't in, in, the, in the art to feel to feel what they really feel because they're used to you know like when we were talking earlier. What's trending now? What's in fashion? What are you supposed to wear? And instead of thinking for yourself and being like, wow, this really does something to me. This really takes me somewhere, regardless of if it takes anyone else. I mean, if you are the only one that feels this, that's all that matters, really. 
and it shouldn't yeah. matter. Well, like I said, if you like yeah. it, if you love it, and feel something, and you're able to go there, that's what it's all. That's the purpose of this. That's the whole purpose of it, you know. Yeah, but, that, uh, that's why we have the podcast too, so we can have conversations like this. Like I'm just telling you how you know I've felt like you imbue your consciousness into this painting, and where I can feel what the painting's feeling. I've never felt that, but now our listeners who might have been a little gun shy on t- trying to express that, I agree. Oh, you know yeah. that. It is for us to experience. It's nice when we can share, but sometimes sharing reduces, you know, if, if we if we try too hard to express our experience, it reduces our own experience and we kind of like get ourselves out of it. But we can have these conversations that we have to open the doors for other people to have conversations. And that's kind of the format of the podcast. So I just appreciate being able to talk about this with you guys. Oh, definitely. I mean, having a dialogue about art, it, it actually opens up different windows to the interpretation of a piece. You know, you will hear someone's interpretation, which in fact makes your experience even more open and, and, and more rich because uh, oh, you're like, oh my God, I didn't see that. That's really excellent. And, you know, that's what we do. When Lana comes to San Francisco and when we were traveling with them, with Lana and Karen, we go through all the museums and spend hours talking about all the paintings that we've seen. And each one of us brings in a, a different, uh, something different to the table. And it's the, the experience is really exciting because then the painting is just seen from so many angles, you know, and it's, it's become a more, much more enlightening experience. But, uh, yeah, I think everyone should uh, voice their opinion. Of course, uh, you know, I'm talking about creative criticism, not just saying, I don't like that because that's really not enough. Liking or not liking something, it's not really very, very um, enlightening. You know, it's not, that's not what it's all about. I mean, that's mostly about the ego. You like it or you don't like it. Okay, that's, that's great. But what does that all mean? You know, can you expand on that? On, on, on that thought, Every every mind is a different universe, and going towards the ones that speak to you, and focusing on that is so important. And not trying to like something because you're supposed to, or because the artist has a big name, mm-hmm. and you don't understand it. It doesn't do anything for you, but you're supposed to like it, like yeah. the emperor's new clothes. Don't, oh, I don't, see it. I don't, see wor- it, don't worry know? if you don't see something. If yeah. you go something, you I don't really get it. It's okay not to if a piece not to like everything. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I mean there. Yeah. Not, there's no danger in that uh, at all. <laughs> it's, it's all out there to be discovered yeah. by each individual. So yeah. So speaking of music, we do listen to music while we're painting too, quite often. You know, some of our favorite bands are like music that is kind of transcendental too. And a lot of our friends are singers and musicians, and we listen to their music too. So we are. We are very like into music and, and speaking of New York, when we lived in New York, we met two of our goddess favorite goddesses of, of song, um, Yang Chen Lamo, Tibetan singer, amazing. The Dalai Lama considers her the, the voice of Tibet, and Suzanne De Him, Iranian singer with the most incredible, oh my God. incredible voice. You guys have but to listen met, to the, them. The funny, the funny thing is that when we met them, they immediately opened up to us and welcomed us into their life and we became like family and we're like they had no idea who we were but they're just like we have this energy and and then when they discovered our art they loved us even more but i mean without knowing like anything about us they just totally opened their hearts to us yeah they they make really amazing music definitely not mainstream 
this is not something you listen to on the top 40s or anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Oh no, I, I like yeah, I like yeah. the fact that they don't make mainstream music. That's why I love them so much because it's like our art. We're not we don't do. Well, what I'm saying art. is, that mainstream music is fine. I mean, there's a place for everything. Yeah, but and, it's, normally when you're making mainstream music, you're compromising mm-hmm. and you, because you have to give in to all these different often, things. Yeah. You you have to like four minute songs, and they have to talk about such things. You know, sell more records. Sell more records, yeah. right? Which you know everything has its place, but you we, uh, you know we happen to be inspired by very, very different, uh, very you know, musicians and and vocalists that do things that are incredibly creative and beautiful. It's like painting with sound. Yeah, but I think it's like what they do. I think of it is closer to like shamanism rather than yeah. just performance. Definitely, yeah, definitely. definitely. I love listening to you two right now because, well, because you guys are great when you start talking with each other. But aside from that, aside from that, you know, it's just my experience when I opened up to looking at both websites that night. And then I can't remember if I said this while we were live or beforehand, but I moved into this state for the rest of the night. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to think about any of your paintings. Like, I I found myself thinking, oh, maybe I should think about what they meant. And I'm like, nah, I'll just feel yeah. this. And I floated. I think, I think, I think that, that sounds about right. <laughs> I floated in this state between what I would call Alpha and Omega and oneness. It was like a frequency right between right. the two for the night. And I I was able to say to Zach that night, I... At first I said, I feel like I'm getting downloads, but then it was like, it's not exactly downloads. It was like, it was like music or it was a beyond word um, information that was just moving through me for the rest of the night. So I love hearing, because I was really associating your art with music. So I love hearing that you're listening to these high frequency musicians when you're painting, because it's getting infused right into the paint. Things. Yeah, it's, it's... Uh, I I remember when, since I was in college and I was taking art classes. You know, I was really into like a lot of the 4AD bands, like specifically uh, Cocteau Twins and Dead Can Dance. And people were like, "Oh wow, why are they singing?" And I'm like, "I don't know," and I love it because <laughs> because they sing in a in a non non specific language. It's more like uh, they speak like in tongues and uh-huh. glossolalia. And I love the fact that I was disengaged from an intellectual language, and it was more of a of a conveying messages in its, its own way. It's, it's it's a language that Energy. is from the heart, and it's about feeling and emotion rather than into intellect. And I think that that's exactly what I wanted to do with my paintings too. In a way, I feel like these two bands uh, specifically inform a lot of the things I wanted to do earlier on. You know, yeah. And I still I still listen to their music. I don't know if you know who they are. I don't, but I want to hear all of everyone you just said. I want to go listen to. So you'll have to give us the actual names, you know, write them down for us. Dead Can Dance and Carter Twins are like so amazing. Even I still listen to them now, even though, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, 90s music, 80s music, whatever. You know, they they put labels, and I'm like, this is music that transcends time and space. It's just amazing music. And yes, of course, uh, you know, there's new music that is that is good. But I listen to a lot. We we listen to a lot of a lot of ambient music from one of my uh, Italian uh, 
favorite composer who does this minimalist music with a lot of organic sounds. And his name is Aliodai. And I can send you a list of all his oh. names that I'm talking about right now. He's actually used you know, and actually, for, his, uh, for his music. The funny thing is that yes. Aliodai. Yes, the funny thing is that Aliodai, who is from Italy, um, he one day he sent me an email, and I've been listening to his music for like five years, and he sent me an email saying that he wanted to use one of my paintings for the cover of his new album, and I'm like, wow, that's <laughs> so weird because I love your music, I have all your CDs. He's like, no, really? I'm like, yeah. He ended up using uh, more than one painting because he puts painting, he put a painting in the and the actual CD uh, paintings and in the inside of a of a you know the booklet inside it, and out and all around yeah everywhere it's like it's, it's kind of like an art show in a way art show CD it's really wonderful. oh that's so cool and this is such a good you know like we always want to talk about it's called live sensei because it's about living the sensei life yeah. and your stories are showing like this is what the natural cluster creation is. It's like when frequencies resonate in the same bandwidth, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you're going to find each other and have that instant connection. So to me, everything you're sharing is the the ultimate truth of what Sensei is oh, reflecting. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you put out the right energy out into the world, it comes back to you the way you put it out, you know. And I often do you. I don't know if it happens to you, but sometimes I go somewhere and I gravitate towards a book, and I grab it and I I actually and I read it. And I'm like, oh my god, this is exactly what I needed right now. Or I go somewhere and I I see a poem somewhere and I discover a new poet. And I just did that. We were to Electric Forest, and there was this garden of dreams. And what it was, it was like a different poem from a different poet on each little like uh, piece of wood, and it was it was spread out throughout the garden, and it was like one one poem on, on each little thing, and one of them kept I kept gravitating to, and um, I discovered it's amazing. Well, I've been discovered. I I read a lot of poems by her name is Nayira Wahid, and it's really amazing because I often quote her poetry in my book or. Mm-hmm. Um, to, um, I recently put the one about uh, uh, the one about even if you're a little forest, you something about the moon lighting upon you and you're one magnificent or something like that. Oh, beautiful! I can't remember. I can't remember the exact uh, poet poem, but that's paraphrasing it. But it, her poems are so short, and they're like Heiku's poems, you know, Japanese poetry, and they're really short and to the point and beautiful, beautiful stuff. But even beyond books and music, uh, simply seeing sometimes uh, like a stain on the ground, a number or something, is, it gives you clues to follow certain paths and, and into discovery. And it's really strange and amazing. You have to keep your eyes open. Sometimes, follow the omens, follow your heart. Sometimes I walk around and I... I found I found like cards with with titles on them, and I go, oh my god, this is exactly what I was thinking about. Uh, it's just like there are clues everywhere you look around, and it's fantastic, and it's it's very it's full of it's like the world is full of magic, you know, because you do walk around in this world, and it is full of magic too. You just have to open your eyes to it too, and it to is, be open. It is full of magic. I I personally, uh, the language I use for what you just explained is synchronicity. And I de- you definitely yeah. do have to keep your eyes open uh, to yeah. experience the magic, metaphorically speaking. Um, 
the, just yesterday, so speaking of magic, for me, it was a magical moment. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, we talk about attraction. I had these little tiny green grasshoppers just kind of show up at the house. And I myself, I do a little painting, nothing like yours. Not even in this, it's not even on a canvas. These little grasshoppers, they just start hanging out with me. Like they would, they jump up on the table and they just want to hang out in my presence. So yesterday, I'm out mowing the lawn, and the, well, before I mow the lawn, one of these little green grasshoppers, he just jumped on my shoulder and arm and just literally rode around on me for like 30 minutes when I was doing chores and stuff. I was like, oh man, this is so cool. It really reminded me of like a fairy tale, like James and the Giant Peach or something crazy. I don't know, but it was fun and it was synchronistic. It was it was great. Yeah, it, it does happen, you know. Yeah, and I think if you were a writer, you would probably write a fairy tale about that or a short story. For yeah, sure. That's how these ideas, that's how yeah, these that's, ideas that's how these ideas are born. Yeah. I'm sure Frank Kapka probably hung out with a bug before he wrote Metamorphosis. <laughs> <laughs> or the bug hung out with him. <laughs> Who gets the credit there? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a competition. There's room for everybody. Exactly. We, all, we, all have, we all have beauty to bring to, to the world, you know? Yeah. We all have our own way of doing it, and we have to find that and then share our love and share our experience. Yeah. Amen. Definitely. I think everyone has something to contribute to the table, you know? Absolutely. So... We're going to post some pictures that you shared with us. Is there any, and we've talked about a few of them. Are there any of the fo- the images that you sent over for us to share that you'd like to explain more to the listeners while we're here? Virgo just finished this amazing portrait of uh, this magical flower man. Yeah, it's uh, called the, the Flower of Ecstasy. And actually... It's never been published before. You guys are the. Are the <laughs> Thank you. I was so hoping honored. you'd want to talk about that one. Yes. <laughs> it is gorgeous. Oh my god, it is so incredible. And now I'll be quiet and let you talk about it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, um, I after the experience, uh, Tino and I and Lana and Karen watched the Sensate finale and the grand finale. Just totally made my heart and brain explode with ecstasy and I was sobbing, crying. Karen came and held me and she was so happy for me that I got the message so deeply and beautifully. And this painting has a lot of uh, symbols and images that relate to that. The universe in the background is exploding with Mm -hmm. energy and the eyes of the eyes of truth and the, the eyes in the universe are looking down at the love being born in this creature, the, the purity, the love, the, the joy. And so, so this is like an orchid man that's, or, or not man, a, a creature, a, 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 flower, a, flower, a flower, a flower human. It's, it's right between man and woman. Uh, it's both. It's being born and the flower it's blossoming, and if you look at the center of the orchid, there is an orgy of little creatures, but it's portrayed as something innocent, beautiful, tender, instead of something dirty like we are taught. Right. You know, the, this whole message in the grand finale was to really 
go beyond that, beyond what people think, and just really believe in your heart and in your soul and in your mind what is right. Yeah. And what is beautiful and what really matters. And it's just the most beautiful message. And I just wanted to make the most beautiful painting I could. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think you nailed it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I opened it. I don't know when you send it, but I opened it right before uh, minutes before it was time to connect with you. And I know I've been talking about these heart orgasms I'm having with your images, <laughs> but there was definitely an explosion in my heart when I saw that. It's just incredible. And and to know that it it was inspired by that moment and that that was such that that scene to me, like we saw it in Chicago the first time, and it just, it's just so much. It's just so, what a grand finale. What a grand oh, finale. So grand. Powerful. We agree with you. So, so powerful. And that, that painting, I almost didn't send it. I did send it in just minutes before we connected. Okay. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't photographed it professionally, but I thought I have to share this. Uh, and um, it's actually almost finished. It just needs a little touch and before I photograph it professionally. And I will post it. But it's basically that. It's just there's going to be a, a little more detail to it. But I really, really wanted to share that, especially because it's a, about sensate and about the message. Right. I, Thank I consider, you. I consider the, the, the finale of sensate one of Lana's greatest masterpieces. I mean, talk about making people's hearts and mind explode. I mean, <laughs> beauty and truth, you know? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Uh, fin- speaking of the finale and magical moments, we have a really good story about the, that when we were filming in Paris. Uh-huh. It was the last night we were going to film the, the wedding sequence, and it had been raining all day long. It was it was like 9 p.m. and we were gonna start shooting at 11. It was 9 p.m. We were still at the hotel getting ready for with our costumes and the makeup and everything. And Virgo and I were like looking out the window and thinking, "This is not gonna stop on time, is it?" And it kept it was pouring and, and we, it was so cloudy. It was so cloudy and, and, and cold and <laughs> cold and dark. We're like. We're on top of the Eiffel oh, Tower. What are we gonna do? This is and Lana has chance. But wait, yeah, wait. We we let me let me get to that point. Yeah, yeah. So we we were still in the hotel. We left the hotel. It was still raining. We were all the actors and extras and everybody in the buses, and we we're like heading towards the Eiffel Tower, which never gets rented out to anything at all. No, mm-hmm. no, no festivity. No, it's really hard to get that space to film because they don't like it. So Lana. Because the guy that it, I guess the, the, it's uh, it's in charge of uh, of the space. He loves Sensei. So oh, because of his great. love of Sensei, he rented out the space to Lana. But uh, the fireworks that they were gonna do was a whole different story. It was like they only do fireworks on Bastille Day and uh, what New Year's and New Year's New Year's Eve. And only Year's one Day. occasion in the history of the Eiffel Tower have, have have they rented it to something else, and it was for a for celebrating a sporting event and for the Sunset Finale. And that's, that's so cool. it. Wow. But but the thing is that it was raining super hard. The sky was super cloudy, oh and everybody god. was like, yeah. "Oh my god!" And they had one chance, one chance for the once. fireworks, and just. <laughs> 
moments before midnight. Yes. It stopped raining and the sky opened up. Weird. Weird. The fireworks were phenomenal. It was perfect. Like the sky opened up, the universe opened up and conspired to they had one to chance, make it happen. They had one chance to film these expensive fireworks. And they they were like worried that if the rain continued they weren't gonna be able to do it. But it cleared out. It stopped raining. The sky opened up. And they were able to have the mag- most magnific- magnificent fireworks in the history of fireworks. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful. A lot of us were crying and, and you know, like dancing and singing. We're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was a very emotional moment. So I don't know if you can feel when you see the show, but all those reactions are real. Yeah, <laughs> they are real. <laughs> People were so excited that the fireworks had, were, like, able to, to go through with a with the thing, you know, and, and then, and then the rest of the story, we had to film backwards, of course, as you may imagine, we started well at the end first, and then the beginning later on when it started to get uh, lighter outside, because we were there for like 12 hours from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. in the morning. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, oh, so you did was, the finale on top there, and then you moved backwards as the... Because of yeah, the because of the light. We were right. basically in the, in the same spot, but like... Uh, we filmed the last scene first, and then the first ones uh, later. Later, like, to have the sun on. setting, but the, really it was yes. rising. Oh, perfect! Cool. Yes, we filmed backwards, so it was really fascinating to do all these backwards, you which know. is very symbolic. Too. It's very it's symbolic, like a, like a, yeah. a universe. A reverse universe. <laughs> <laughs> all the actions were so beautiful. It was like a party in San Francisco. Everyone yeah. dressed up beautifully in a very unique. Uh, way no like cookie cutters or anything right, like that. Right, Everyone's wearing costumes, and you know we were we were doing our thing, and you know, and uh, it was really windy and cold. So we're in those tiny. My costume <laughs> is practically naked. We're practically <laughs> naked with <laughs> bodies, you know. <laughs> and uh, that wedding scene was so beautiful, but uh, we were like freezing sitting there, and I'm like, how am I gonna look like I'm warm, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Good acting, good acting. <laughs> I, I think so. We pull it out pretty well. Right? We're not shivering. That was good. That was good. <laughs> uh, you know what? No, Nomi and, and Amanita, their dresses were like translucent. They were so thin, beautiful, but so thin. And I'm like, oh my God, if I'm freezing, they're okay. super freezing up there and, the, you know, standing up there in front of everyone. So, yes. Yeah, I didn't even notice, so they did nope. great. <laughs> you know, right? That's what I was thinking. This yeah. is some good acting. Yeah. Yeah. Unless those tears they had were from being cold. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps it helped a little. Perhaps the weather helped, yeah. I, I myself was trying quite often. No, but it, it was just such a beautiful message that we're yeah. bringing through that it got everybody the universe conspired to clear out the sky for us to film the episode right I mean what a better way for the universe to say we love you and we love Sensei you know like <laughs> share this message and yeah people's yeah. minds Come beautiful and how, how wonderful and is that? Ugly, you know, how yeah. wonderful <laughs> is to say you you guys are doing a great show. Here, let me clear this guy for you. Right, the goddess <laughs> of creation, like clear all the clouds. They're like, so, we get this, we get this. <laughs> we'll help you. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite magical, and uh, you know, uh, it's something that we wanted to share because it it was kind of like exciting to to be to be in there. 
I mean, first of all, filming in the Eiffel Tower is such an iconic moment for, for us. I mean, not only that, but, you know, when I lived there, when I was in college, my early years of college, I, was in, I lived in Paris for a semester, and I used to go to the Eiffel Tower quite often. Never did I ever imagine that I would be filming in this place okay. a few years later. Yeah. It's a really great feeling, actually. How fun to move into timelessness and be that student and the fairy on top of the t- Eiffel Tower at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also think that my awareness about the art, uh, how I wanted to become an artist, full-time artist, happened while I was there. Oh, wow. After being to all the museums and art galleries and everything, I'm like, this is exactly what I want to do, actually. And it became clear to me that I was going to be a, a visual artist of all the things that I, I've been thinking that I should go to college for. I decided that I need to take more art classes and I want to be a visual artist. And that's what I, that's exactly what I remember. I decided that I wanted to be a full-time artist right then and then. So a completion of a cycle that's just. Yeah. With fireworks even. With fireworks to celebrate (laughs) you. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> everyone was there, including Erendira with her baby, you know, the actor that plays Daniela. Uh-huh. She gave birth to a baby and such adorable baby. She was she was there with her baby and her husband. So it was nice to see um, everyone together one last time. And, you know, we, we shared some really wonderful moments. We actually had like a, a real party at that, filming at that Eiffel Tower. Oh, it wow. Was like a good, yeah, yeah, it was like a goodbye party, I think. Yeah. yeah. I knew you had a party because I think it was Michael Summers who mentioned about Lana talking about how Sense8 was before its time, you know, or I mean ahead of its time. Right. So I knew there was a party, but I didn't realize it was at the Eiffel Tower still. How beautiful. Yeah, I think they might have had another one in, in Germany because uh, that's when the whole thing wrapped up. Oh, okay. Maybe that's the one he was speaking of then. Oh, uh, neat. From Paris, well, uh, many parties, I guess. From many celebrations. Yeah. From right. Paris, from Paris, they went to Italy, as you as you remember. But I guess they filmed backwards, too, because Italy comes before Paris. Paris is the end. Right. Yeah. They had Germany, Paris, and, and Italy in the finale. Those are the countries they filmed in. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last country they filmed in was Italy. And after Italy, they went to Germany to maybe finish up filming some stuff. But that was the end in, in, in Germany. Okay. So the wrap-up party was probably in Germany. In Germany then. So this was just an in-between party. <laughs> A finale party yeah. in the middle. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Well, I could talk to you guys forever, but <laughs> we probably should wrap this up. Do you have anything else you want to make sure you share with the listeners before we close? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a. Sh- I was chosen artist of the year at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Congratulations! Um, Big congratulations. That's, that's a celebration that takes place in uh, in Hollywood at the cemetery. Of course. Uh, it happens on October the 27th, which is not really Day of the Dead, but uh, it's close to. And I think that the reason they do it on Saturday is because everyone can attend. Rather than uh, if they did it on the actual day, it would be the second, which will be on a Wednesday. And not a lot of people could take the day off. Okay. Because the celebration goes up from 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. It's a, a whole day celebration. And uh, it's basically celebrating, you know, like uh, death rather than uh, crying and feeling bad are feeling sorry for, for those who died, we celebrate them and, and 
think about them and remember and, the beautiful and remember remember their lives and celebrate uh, you know every moment we spend together with them. Awesome. Through art, yeah, they have art, music. I'm, I'm the art brought by me, of course. And uh, they have musicians, and they do, you know, people do, like, face painting, like, beautiful, uh, very artistic face painting. And they, they, they have all kinds of things, and uh, it's a really magnificent celebration. And it's been going on for 19 years, so I think it's probably the biggest celebration um, this side of the border that they do uh, Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos, uh, which is uh, an ancient pre-Columbian celebration, as I don't know if you know these, mm-hmm. but... Uh, before uh, uh, the Spaniards arrived, they had this celebration happening. So I, I love it precisely because it's pagan and it's, it's celebrating something that we often see as dark and and you know and uh, sad. But uh, it, it, it takes a, a whole different perspective on death, and I love that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and you are the. Per- I can see why you were chosen to be the artist of the year because you're the perfect artist for that. <laughs> you know? It was a really nice surprise because I've never uh, like I I didn't know any of these people and they reached out to me through my website and they're like, "Oh, are you interested in you know this?" And we're like, "Oh, well, you know, well, let's talk about it more." And for a while, I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I have time because it's so coming up so soon." Normally, I plan things like two years in advance, you know, so I can get everything together. And I don't like, like, you know, rushing to anything. As you know, I like slow motion. Right. So I, I had my reservations, but at the end, I was like, yes, I'm going to do this. I want to do it because it sounds like a magnificent thing to do. And it's going to be really amazing. Um, all the visuals are already coming up, and uh, I'm really excited. I'm working with a really nice group of people. And they're very supportive, and they love art, and they're very passionate passionate about the subject. and it's just very thrilling, you know. So that's going to happen October 27th. So. Well, that's exciting. My daughter is in L.A., so I'm going to tell her to go to that. Hi. And I will, yeah. I'll, I'll attend via her. You know? <laughs> Proxy. Uh, tell her to say hello to us. I yeah. will. I will. I think, I mean, it's something she would love. So as long as she's free, I'm sure she'll go. And I will tell her. Awesome. We will have your website links on the podcast blog, but go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you. Okay. Well, my uh, website is uh, tinarodriguez.com. And mine is virgoparaiso.com. Not paradiso like in Italian, no the like in Spanish paradiso. So virgoparaiso.com. <laughs> perfect perfect thank you both so yes, much thanks. not only for being here but for coming to earth and doing what you do and gifting us with all of your beautiful arts you two are awesome, you two are awesome, awesome spirits it was, it was nice it chatting was with you, you. Yeah. talking to you about art and metaphysics and fundamental yes. And music and meditation, it's all wonderful. What a great time. Thank you so much for being here. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. I would like to give a big special thank you to Tino Rodriguez and Virgo Pariso. Thank you very much, guys, for coming and hanging out with us. We had a great time talking about art, music, and consciousness. Beautiful show. Thank you. And I have a big special 
Thank you to Miss Sarah Applegates for editing the podcast. And thank you very much, listeners. Thank you for spending your time here with us as we explore the depth of everything Sensate has touched including our lives, and please consider heading on over to patreon.com forward slash live sense eight to support us and grab your extra perks and content. It helps us grow the show and so we can get some more interviews in just like this. And until next time, go check out their websites and artwork if you haven't already. Yeah.